This week's episode of Spook House is sponsored by Lisa. Uh, they have a scary good offer that I'll tell you guys about later on in the episode. Um, but this week, uh, we are now in Thrilltober. Uh, it is upon us, you guys. So last week, we talked a little bit about horror movies, shared some horror movies with our mm-hmm. audience. Um, but this week, I wanted to drill down on the OG, the granddaddy of them all, uh, the vampire. My favorite monster. I think, undeniably, the best monster Whoa. from monster Whoa. movies. I'm sorry, what? Yeah. Excuse me? That's cool. See, they can't argue about it. Um, but yeah, so uh, we are going to talk about vampires this week. And uh, I have assembled a crew of the greatest vampire enthusiasts in this building, uh, or two of the rooms in this building. Uh, I've got uh, James. Hotel Transylvania's James. <laughs> I've got Hotel Transylvania 2's Adam. I want to one. suck your dick. <laughs> and I got some Elise. Uh, they're on a cruise ship in the third one, right? <laughs> oh, I did boy. go to see the Aurora Borealis. Oh. Why? What's out there? Spooks? I don't know. It's a fucking thing with a mummy. All right? You really going to grill my ass over this? <laughs> I want to know. With the Aurora Borealis is tied to the mummy? No. <laughs> I'm confused. They said if Hotel Transylvania did good, they would make a new season of Samurai Jack. And then they did. The oh, yeah, end. It's the same guy. Yeah. His most successful thing is Hotel Transylvania. I would argue that the Clone Wars cartoon is pretty damn good. More successful than Hotel Transylvania? Absolutely not. Not Thank from a budgetary you. perspective. Uh, from a P&L, Thank Hotel you. Transylvania tops them all. <laughs> Critically, too. So I'd actually forgotten about this movie. Dracula Dead and Loving It? it? <laughs> that makes <laughs> one of us. You never forget about I, Dracula? No, absolutely not. I saw Dracula Dead and Loving It in theaters as a child, and I remember enjoying it, yeah. which... Who knows if it holds up well? It doesn't. Okay. Mm-hmm. But this no. was towards the end of Mel Brooks's life. Leslie oh, Nielsen. He's just getting paychecks. Uh, <sighs> spoof films. When, so when did spoof films die? Scary movie. You think Scary so, Movie is no, the last Scary good Movie one? 2. Oh, yeah. Scary the Movie series. 2, technically. Okay. Because Scary Movie 2 has okay moments, mm-hmm. but then Scary Movie 3 is just outright terrible. And I mean, that was also those guys who then just buried it. Well, yeah, what was the. It, there's a spoof that we're actually going to cover in today's episode. You got it. Excuse me? What we do in the shadows. But more of that later. Spoof. <laughs> that, definitely a, that is definitely a spoof on vampires. Absolutely. I don't think. I think it's a mockumentary. True story. Uh, I think it's a mockumentary that, that spoofs the subject of vampires, yeah. Oh, well, you know. Hot debate. Uh, when, I, when I sent out the subject matter of this week's film house, Elise was actually the first one to jump on the list with about 50 vampire movies that she thinks yeah, is awesome. Probably just the most proactive. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you care. Um, but th- I guess that made me think that you are the biggest vampire fan we've got. So uh, you talked to us about some vampire movies? I don't think I am, no, you to don't. be honest. I think mm-hmm. James is. He was the one who said that vampires are the best monster. Well, yeah. they are. Yeah, you, no. seem to be, you seem to be pretty horny. For yeah. vampire Yeah, right you now. seem to be the biggest vampire what, What's fan. a What's a better movie monster than Man a thing? Mummy. Uh, Mummy. Swamp, swamp guy. <laughs> Swampies? Zombies. Zombies. Uh, Russell Crowe, Jekyll and Hyde. Used. Uh, Hellraiser. These Pinhead. are terrible. <laughs> <laughs> the other one with the teeth, the chatterer. <laughs> the one that's what's his name? CD's, CD head. Maybe, man. <laughs> maybe they're just like the most legendary, like the most iconic. I think when I think of Halloween and, and the kind of classic universal monsters, mm-hmm. the one that dominates that has his own name is Dracula. It's a vampire, what, huh? What came first? Frankenstein, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, or Bram Stoker's Dracula? Bram Stoker's Dracula, I believe. Is it true? Or I need okay. to look this up. Because wasn't Frankenstein. Frankenstein written in like 
like nineteen. I thought they had like a, didn't they all have a big powwow where they all like went to a castle and thought of spooky ideas and they, they basically wrote them. Yeah, wrote and them. They, and they all fucked. When it was Frankenstein, eighteen eighteen. Ooh, and Bram. Yeah. Oh, maybe it is Frankenstein then. Frankenstein yeah. wins. No, even though t- I wouldn't. It is Frankenstein. Really call Frankenstein, Frankenstein is a is a metaphor for the proletariat, so that makes yes, more sense that it would fair. be earlier. That's true. Dracula, Dracula are, is a metaphor for AIDS. How many Mel Brooks spoof movies are there about Frankenstein? One. One. Yeah, Young, Young Frankenstein. Frankenstein. Oh shit. <laughs> well, okay, Dude, I'll no. get I'll get things started. Um, <laughs> no, no. Talk, talk to us about this vampire movie that you love. You told me yesterday that you used to watch this over and over to make yourself feel good and warm and fuzzy. Not warm and funny. You know, just, sometimes you have movies that are comfort movies where like you'll put them on and just kind of to get it. Schindler's List, Irreversible, um, Requiem mm-hmm. for a Dream. That's how uh, Thirst used to be for me. What is Thirst? I've never heard of Thirst. What is Thirst? So 2009 film from Park Chan-wook. You might know him from old boy fame. Mm-hmm. Um, Thirst is it's kind of a loose adaptation of a concept from this French novel, but it's about a priest who, uh, in his charitable ways, undergoes um, these experimental tests to see if he can help scientists develop a cure for this virus. Um, in doing so, he develops the virus, but discovers that upon receiving blood transfusions, it causes the virus to um, suppress, which gets him hooked on blood. I don't want to give too much away about this movie. It's actually like what I like about it the most is it's a really like manic and weird love story. Hmm. Say the, the end of this trailer, it starts. To, it seems almost like it's a movie about the love story. Yeah, and d- visually, it's such an impressive movie. And it, you might think like it looks pretty like bleak, and the color palette is drab. But then there are some scenes like like here, and toward the end of the movie, where it's it's like beautiful. Well, um, I, the best thing about this movie, in my opinion, is that it has a very unconventional narrative. Yes, it's like Act One and Act Two, mm-hmm. or Prologue, Act One, Act Two, Epilogue is like how the movie is set up. So like Elise was saying, that whole, the the trailer kind of shows it, but it really sets up that the first half of the movie is just like this priest trying to do stuff. By the end of the first act, he's gotten into a different entirely entire situation. And then the second act is like dealing with the fallout from everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. like violent oh. and gory and like obviously sexually charged. But for me sometimes like, once I watch something enough times, that doesn't really, like, bother me about it. Like, I don't notice it anymore. Hmm. So this movie I've just seen so many times that, like, it's just a comfortable old friend hmm. kind of thing. So, <laughs> like, the, the, so the toe-sucking or the... Yeah. <laughs> well, he's, a, he's a priest and a scientist? No, he's a priest, but then... Um, Science priest. He helps scientists. He, he offers to be kind of a guinea pig yeah. for he's them like, to help come up with a cure for this virus. Because he's like a priest, but he's like so totally devoted to like others, yeah. Right, and, and a mission, so he's like missionary. He's like, oh, I'm like almost very he's much so like I'm willing to sacrifice way. myself yeah. for the greater good. So he's like, what can I do to help the most people? Oh, sacrifice my, myself to this science experiment mm-hmm. because he didn't doesn't feel like his priestly duties are reaching yeah. enough people or changing enough lives. So like they pronounce him dead, you know, as we're doing that experiment, and then but oh no, he's alive and he starts. He notices as he consumes these blood transfusions, and he has a craving for it. Yeah. Um, he and he, and he he becomes kind of this like symbol 
uh, to people who are suffering from the d- disease and just the religious community because it's like, oh, wow, he came back from the dead. He he's he's survived this disease. So people start kind of, you know, idolizing him. And then an old childhood friend of his sort of comes back and, and sees him, that dude that was sucking on her inner thigh. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh-huh. he sort of becomes infatuated with that dude's wife, the priest does. Uh-huh. And... Uh, I, I don't want to talk about it too much because I just feel like you should see it. It's it's like an is it awesome I'll, movie. I'll ask a question: Is it uh, worth multiple viewings? It must be. Like, is it one of those films where you feel like you get more out of it the more you watch it? Um, I would say that a movie like if you're looking at like Park Chan Wook's movies, a movie like The Handmaiden would be more like oh yeah, you should watch this multiple times because there are so many twists. Um, this isn't really like that, okay. but. I don't know. There's just something about it I really like. Is, is there more than one scene of toe sucking? Or is that like I think the, it's just the one. The climax the of the one. film. Oh. God the, man, get off the toe sucking. This director, <laughs> though, disturbing. This director's really good about filming erotica, but not making it feel like erotica. Yeah. The Handmaiden is the same way, like an extended scene with scissoring. But you're like, oh, I wonder what their emotional resonance is <laughs> yeah. in this moment. Like, oh, it's like it actually is good and this is the same thing obviously they're showing you toe sucking and stuff but it's not like it's not like people just go "Mm, maybe we should suck each other's toes it's more like it makes sense in the continuity of the scene and the the mood of the scene yeah and just you just look like a crazy person trying to explain it to people around you absolutely one Um, does (laughs) something else i really like about this movie is how it takes place over like months right yeah. like the story takes place over months but the movie itself almost appears to take place over one day hmm. so like towards the beginning it's like daytime like almost like dawn kind of like daytime scenes and then it gets towards the middle of the movie it's now almost entirely nighttime scenes and then when it comes back around towards the the uh, beginning again or towards the end it's, it's now like, like kind of like dawn yeah. again which is like a really Sounds really cool really fucking cool shit those are the kinds of things I think you pick up in multiple viewings and gotcha. then also the uh, impending dread of it because it is kind of like um, it's a hard R well it's a hard R but it's also a uh, gothic romance type what, is, what am I what's the word I'm looking for tragedy mm-hmm. yeah it, in a lot of ways a beautiful tragedy it's a dramatic tragedy tra- yeah. tra- tragedy <laughs> but uh an actor that plays the priest uh song king ho he's like and he's in a bunch of park chan wook stuff but he's also like Snowpiercer and the host like mm-hmm. i just really like him too oh, that's the main guy from the host yeah, yeah. I, I, I like him so much he, he looks a like a less. real person too like yeah. he doesn't look too much like he's got you know the hollywood good looks or how dare you chiseled chin but or women can't like resist that. him either yeah i would uh, sure to fight him off he looks like a normal <laughs> dude Yes, he does. The best thing about this director is that he used to be a movie critic. Mm-hmm. And they always say, you know, like, oh, it's easy to criticize, but can you do it? Yeah. But, er, like, almost all of his movies, with the exception of that one American one that he did, are, like, all sure. amazing. Mm-hmm. What was the American one he did? He it did. Was a stro- written by uh, the guy who was in Prison Break. He's Stoker. <laughs> Stoker. Uh, yeah. Never heard of it. The The interesting thing about this, too, is that it's a kind of a loose adaptation of this French novel but I don't think the French novel even has anything to do with vampires. Nice. <laughs> Just kind of like the love story and the sort of like general family dynamic plot. Mm-hmm. Like this is a story about like human relationships as much as it is about like supernatural mm-hmm. occurrences, whatever. But the I think the book, he just lifted kind of that that story and yeah. then applied it to vampires, which that's is really I, neat. That's what's so cool about it though. Yeah. Because it was like, what if 
like what if you were like Great Gatsby with vampires? Yeah. Like <laughs> like I think that's a cool thing as yeah. opposed to Pride of Prejudice and Zombies, which is like literally ham fisted, right? Yeah. This find and replace. This is like I, I get I haven't read the French novel, but I assume if you watch this movie, you're like, oh well, if the French novel doesn't have vampires, it's totally easy to imagine how he's like, well, I'm going to add this whole beginning that sets up vampires, and then imagine if vampires were in this French novel, yeah, mm-hmm. like it'd still be as compelling, maybe even more so. Did Did you read this book, Elise? No, I, I haven't. Okay. You're not that hardcore. Mm. No, no, no. I also want to give a shout out to Netflix Castlevania series. Warren Ellis. Oh yeah, that you, it's not a movie, but it's really it's good. good. That comes out soon, right? Yeah, the, the second, yeah. second part. First, we should we should talk about that on the show. It is a gorgeous anime. It's so good. Written um, by a genius too, Warren Ellis. Mostly known for comics, he's written a few books, but that dude is brilliant. Yeah, it's also so cool. it's sort of a love letter to the video games in mm-hmm. a kind of sure. a, a weird way. Like the people making the anime are producing it seem to love the game more than the people who made the game. <laughs> or they're like, oh, man, the story's going to line up. And the guys making the game are like, well, Konami's like, whatever, fuck it. Like, sure, man. We'll <laughs> license it out. I, f- I feel like there was maybe the third episode of that. They actually had platforming for a few minutes where he's kind of like running through the castle. Yeah, and It was like one of the best, I guess, taking platforming from a game and making that into a narrative of some kind. Dun, dun, I don't know. Dun, 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 really dun, wonderful dun, dun, scene. A quick, uh, quick, quick uh, hot take for you. Did you know Alucard is Dracula backwards? I don't want to know. Spoiler. I want to be surprised. <laughs> Spoiler. Um, Adam. Hi. Uh, when you think of vampires, what, what movie pops in your head? Oh, I just think of lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> Suck me dry. Oh, boy. Oh. Uh, I think of a lot of movies, Dan, but I like What movie th- did you want to talk about? The today? very first one I saw as a kid, the very first vampire movie I ever saw was Fright Night from 1985. The superior Fright Night. How uh, dare you? IMO. I, I have... Here's I the think thing. it is. I have mixed opinions on both films. I have seen both. I, I enjoyed the remake, but... Uh, as a kid, the ver- I saw two vampire films growing up. I believe it was this one and Once Bitten. <laughs> mm, wow, you don't know what vampires <laughs> and, are. <laughs> and as, a, uh, as a kid, um, Fright Night scared me more than it should have. Uh, watching it again as an adult, I realized that it is actually a lot funnier than I remember, I recall. Uh, yeah. But it is uh, a thing that I love about it is like it is so quintessential 80s. Uh, there's like a really cool uh, kind of iconic nightclub scene. That like I was just rewatching it before we did this, and it's just like it is pure '80s. the The plot is about a young kid who moves in ne- or uh, has a neighbor move in next door, and he's like, "He's a vampire. No one will believe me." And it's just like that. It's such a traditional, tropey sort of thing, but it's somewhat self aware, which is weird. Um, and then all the special effects are practical, which yeah. is great. Love it. Um, and then the weird thing about this movie is it even has a narrative switch. Where it starts out about the young boy next door who really isn't that young. He's probably played like a 26-year-old. <laughs> uh, but he seeks the help of a host of a, a late-night show called Fright Night. Yeah. Who plays uh, like a vampire hunter, which makes no sense. Yeah. <laughs> like, why would you go to him? He's like, I'm an actor. Why would you do that? But then it story, sort of becomes that guy's story about him now hunting a vampire and becoming the man he was meant to be. Uh, and it's just it, – it's there's nothing really unique I think about it. I think it's just, it's so pure. There's something about the this product that came about at the time it did with the circumstances and people and vibe it did that to me, like the, the 2011 one is like, it's good. 
it's fine, yeah. but but I just don't think it's it has what this has. This no, is it's, something it's this missing has. the heart. Yeah, I, I'll give it that. I'm, well, I'm, and the nostalgia. Well, I'm going to go out and say that I love the 2011 I know you one do because it has something that I feel like this early one, for as much of its is its cheese ball, like and nostalgia. Hmm. The the new one has performance. Sure. Colin Farrell is awesome. He is. as Vampire Next Door. He's so but like He's I knew charismatic. the plot. I knew the plot of the movie, and I was watching it, going like, "Is he like?" But maybe this is just a mix-up. Like, and I knew <laughs> what it was because he's so fucking good in this. And then David Tennant plays the Fright like Night the, host. Yeah, who's sort of like a uh, Chris. What's his face? Uh, uh, Mind freak. Mind freak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's so like it's probably the first time I saw him something like as something outside of like Doctor Who and he's really funny because it 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 takes those things that are all good ideas from the first Friday night but I think it makes them it punctuates them a little bit better so like he's worried about his ratings and he sees how this could be like an opportunity for him but then once he gets into it he like feels like he has to follow through on it yeah. and then also again Colin Farrell's so like sexy hot like it felt more like Disturbia or um, Rear Window or something in a lot of ways, which Mm -hmm. I liked, where it was like the back and forth. Maybe it's just, maybe this is a misunderstanding. Maybe this is just a kid who's like completely jealous of the guy next door. But then like once it's all revealed, you're like, oh, fucking shit. Well, it's got Tony Collette in it too. Tony Collette. She's great. Late, great Anton Yelton. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Here's the thing. I have, there are very few problems I have with the Fright Night remake, except for they try to kind of shove in some things that are like, they try to give a reason for one of the characters being mad at vampires. Uh, he's basically like, vampires killed my parents. Or I, like, don't, I don't remember And I think it's even revealed that it was Colin Farrell's character that killed uh, Christopher Mintz Plotz's parents or something like that. It just it felt really awkward. and Seems sort of, forced. Uh, very forced. I've been to that store. Um, what store is that? It's in Burbank. It's oh, but the movie of, takes no, place in, in Vegas. Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> um, there, there are parts that I did like about it. I do like when... People try to make sense of vampires in our current day. So, uh, what was the one? Thirty days a night, where they're like, "Oh, what if you know in Alaska where it's nighttime for a month? Oh, that'd be a perfect place for vampires." Yeah, I know it was a comic book, but either way, interesting question. So then, Vegas is actually they they point out is a kind of a cool, uh, smart place for vampires to go. You think, but it's sunny all the time. It's like, yeah, but people work at night. It's a mm-hmm. 24 hour And so city. people put up blackout curtains. So, like, one of the things they bring up that movie, like, he's got blackout curtains. Isn't that weird? Like, no, lots of people have it. Also, yeah. they're showing the end of the movie. And right you can walk through the hotel. One, co- one hotel connects to the other. Mm-hmm. You ain't got to go outside. Yeah. And, uh, there's other, in both movies, I love, they have the moments of, uh, you know, that I love the uh, asking the vampire to be invited in. Yeah. Those are pretty, there's like a pretty drawn out moment. And forget which one. I think the remake, they do like a drawn out, like, I don't know, because he's, Colin Farrell's basically the sexy neighbor who's trying to fuck your mom uh, that we all had growing up. Right, guys? Mm -hmm. Hmm? No. Anyway, you know what I'm talking about, audience. (laughs) Uh, One out of five people (laughs) typically uh, have to deal with that. I thought you were going to say you tried to bang your mom. (laughs) No, it's a different movie. Uh, But I just... I I am also unapologetically a Colin Farrell fan. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, Yeah. I Uh, like him too. I don't think he gets enough credit uh, if you haven't seen movies like In Bruges. The Lobster. Uh, what is it? The, the, was it the, the new one he did? Death Daredevil. 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 He's actually pretty damn good. He's, the, he's the redeeming <laughs> part of Daredevil. Yeah. Um, but he's, uh, even, fuck it, SWAT. I thought he was good in SWAT. No. He's yeah. got a lot of charisma. He, he's red. Yeah. Dan, Dan and I talked about this a little bit in the morning 
Um, but uh, Colin Farrell has had a career trajectory of his uh, perfect for him, which is that he kind of burst onto the scene as this hunky, like dude with a who, brogue, who was kind of put in hunky roles, but then became like this leading man in not the right way, like the way Tom Cruise is a leading man, cellular. Isn't? Yeah, like Oof. it's not exactly the best for Colin Farrell, but then. After that, he started getting older, and he stopped getting those roles, and they started getting supporting roles, which are way better for him mm-hmm. to show, like, show how good he is and stuff. Uh, I, I just this is the the reason this movie stood out to me when you mentioned it was that it could they could have just phoned it all in, mm-hmm. and they didn't. They got talent. It shot really well. Like it feel like the person cared about the source material. They weren't just buying a title, you know, or yeah. buying a known property or something. Who directed this? Oh, I forget the guy's name, but he he directed uh, I Tonya. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay, yeah. He, he's directed some films. Uh, older guy, I believe, but um, he's done actually some good films. It was just uh, Craig and I, Gillespie. Yeah, yeah. He's he's done a, a handful. Of Lars and the Real oh, Girl. Okay. Yeah. What was the other one? Oh, Million Dollar Arm. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sort of all over the place. But either way, uh, I feel like if you're looking for kind of more of a fun. Kind of horror vampire esque weekend, Fright Night, definitely the original. And if mm. you're filling up to it, the remake ain't half bad. Uh, well, there, James loves it. But. There's a sequel from the 80s as well that's apparently both trash. these movies got Fright sequels. And this one, yeah. Uh, no, Fright. <laughs> God, there is a 1988 Fright Night 2, which the main character tries to reverse justify why his neighbor was a vampire and thinks he's. He tries to basically tell himself he was just a serial killer. It's almost the exact same story, but then you like move somewhere else, and there's now four vampires. It's stupid. It failed at the box office, and then they made like a directed DVD sequel of this movie oh, that I, I just found out about. Did not know that. Yeah, who's it, in it's, it? They just redo the same thing from the original. Friday yeah, night. I'm I'm almost positive it takes place in Romania, which we learned over the weekend. Uh, if you're trying to make a sequel for cheap, that's where you do it. Yeah. All Spirit yeah. of Vengeance. Yeah. Which wasn't well. Um, wasn't isn't the nun set in Romania? Mm. Never, yeah, I don't every. know where it's shot, but it's definitely set in Romania. Well, it's like a, what was the film Hostel? Yeah, right, it's like Eli Ross. Like I want to make a movie for forty five dollars. We got a place for you, and Eli, we- what's in your pocket? <laughs> got a few mints. Yeah, so it's the. It's always a bad sign when the sequel takes place in the far east of Europe, because mm-hmm. that means their budget is probably. Abysmal. Uh, there, but yeah, there. I once again just found out there is a sequel to the 2011 remake of Fright Night, and it looks and sounds terrible. And we're sitting here like dopes, yeah, not watching <laughs> it, Ta- talking about everything but. Yeah, such losers. All right, um, do a little ad read here. When you shit the bed from the spooks this Halloween season, toss that sucker in the trash. Grab yourself some internet and check out Lisa. Uh, Do you find yourself distracted, forgetting things, making mistakes at work? A quality night's sleep makes all the difference. The right mattress is the difference between resting and just laying down. The Lisa mattress is the product of more than 30 years of experience in mattress engineering and hundreds of hours of testing. Comprised of three foam layers that provide cooling, pressure relief, body contouring, and support, over 300,000 happy Lisa sleepers agree the Lisa mattress gives them the rest they need. Order your Lisa mattress online at lisa.com slash filmhouse with promo code filmhouse and try it risk-free for 100 nights. It ships directly to your door in a convenient box with free shipping and free returns. Cannot go wrong. Find the right mattress for you at lisa.com slash filmhouse and get the rest you need tonight. 
get up to $160 off the Lisa mattress or $235 off the luxury Sapira mattress and free shipping on the Lisa mattress at lisa.com slash filmhouse and enter the promo code filmhouse at checkout. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com slash F-I-L-M-H-A-U-S. Use the promo code filmhouse. Thank you, Lisa, for sponsoring this episode of Spook House. And um, uh, do coffins? Pardon? Oh, sorry. I was going to ask. Do coffins have like little mattresses inside of them? Yeah, of course. Good ones. You got to yeah. be comfy in your Good coffin. Ones have Lisa inside. <laughs> so, um, before we get to uh, James' best vampire movie, however we're doing this, um, I wanted to talk about Dracula for a minute because he is, you know, the name brand of vampires, but kind of <laughs> sucks. Like. I watched Bram Stoker's Dracula again recently, and that movie, despite being made by Francis Ford Coppola, who's like one of the greatest filmmakers of all time, kind of boring and slow. Um, It's true to the novel. Yeah, and maybe that's the, maybe the source material isn't that exciting. Mm -hmm. Uh, There is an audible, uh, or sorry, pardon me, it's not audible, but there's an audiobook version narrated or with Tim Curry. Oh. I'll just throw that, that out there. Defi- entire, that's your entire. De- <laughs> your your honor, honor, I my rest closing my case. arms. <laughs> but yeah, I just I was gonna throw it out there and see why you guys or what you thought of Dracula and maybe his movies don't suck. I maybe mean, they do. I, I mean, I'm trying to think of an iteration of him that hasn't been done to death that I find interesting. Blade other three. than. Yeah, Euro trash. Uh, yeah. <laughs> He's like, first the I'm going to cure Blade, yeah. then I'm going to party all night. <laughs> oh, too many buttons on the shirt. Yeah. Take it down. <laughs> yeah. Uh, other than Dracula Untold, the epitome of Dracula films, I don't know. I mean, I, well, I, I do like Dracula I mean, actually in the uh, Castlevania series. Yeah. It's pretty I badass. It's, he, and he's got a pretty good reason for being a dick. Yeah. It's oh, yeah. because, I mean, I think it comes from the fact that the the f- original source material of Dracula isn't isn't our modern take on horror. No, it's told, take, it's told in the past tense through like journals and yeah. articles. And, and it's letters. also so this long drawn out thing. It, it like deals with the question of immortality and what that mm-hmm. would turn a man into and power and that like it's it's thematically about more things. It wasn't until I don't know what a hundred years ago that we turned vampires into creeps that suck blood yeah. and like our murder it all started intent. with Vlad the Impaler right yeah it started with Vlad who's, who's actually pretty scary yeah he's <laughs> um, actually scarier than a vampire yeah remember yeah. when he was like oh there are a bunch of people who are complaining about food mm-hmm. so he he was like I will build, build you a mess hall so he built them a thing in town to feed all of them and then through a big banquet and then when they all went in, all the po- uh, poor hungry people went inside he locked the doors burned it to the ground and said there now no one is hungry <laughs> uh, call me Dracula the and then he went call me Dracula yeah <laughs> so I think I think part of it is that if you're gonna do Dracula it's hard to do Dracula without at least acknowledging where his mythology comes from and his mythology isn't very scary in a lot of ways. Well, in in the original story, also like he's kind of like bumbling and goofy, kind of when mm-hmm. in the beginning. Yeah. When they go to the castle and he's like trying to figure out how to like make food and set a table and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Well, now stuff like that, like a vampire popping up to ninety degrees, from, like <laughs> yeah. that's that we look at that now and it's goofy because it's been. It's been spoofed it's, too many times. It's been spoofed too many times. So, like, yeah, Leslie Nielsen hitting his head. Like, we, <laughs> the, the, this sort of stuff we've moved beyond. I, uh, Gary Oldman is awesome in this is. movie, yeah. by the way. Yeah. Especially I, his old lady-like with Dracula. The butt, with the butt hair. Yeah. 
I that think, is awesome. Man, I used to have really strange dreams about the girl, the, the three women who oh. take Keanu and then have sex with him and then drain his blood and then have sex with him again. And like, then I was doing so, You guys were like playing checkers. I saw this movie when I was really young and I was so confused. Me too. Because I was terrified. I used to, I watched this movie and then for like weeks I would sleep with a blanket around my neck. <laughs> Not the women. But, but I also would get boners. <laughs> <laughs> from tying something so, tightly like, around your neck? Really, like, it really... I was like, Yeah, so, like, man, blank dude. around the neck, blank around the dick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just want to cut off all the blood. No, I also love this. I think I saw this movie too soon or too young, because I, I was loved very it, young. But it did... It Especially those women scared the shit out of me. In the Sega CD game. Um, <laughs> this is also... Sega this, Boy. Uh, uh, the 90s version of Dracula is actually one that I've never seen. Uh, this one? I, it's been spoofed so many times... And I've seen bits of it on like TV here and there that I feel like I have seen it. The mm. Simpsons, yeah, Mr. Burns. It's one of those movies that I think has been ruined for me because, yeah, I remember being scared by the poster <laughs> as a kid. It was just the, it was like a gargoyle statue with blood coming out of the yeah. mouth. And I remember being, ah! Well, as mm-hmm. a Simpson, I was a Simpson. As a kid, I found that Treehouse of Horror creepy with Mr. Burns as mm-hmm. like the vampire. Yeah. It, it is spoofed. You should watch it though. Like it's it's dated yeah. in a lot of ways, but it's still kind of got like a Godfathery vibe where, like, no one saw the Godfather before Godfather was referenced and completely like you knew every single line and scene from Godfather. Yeah. But when you see it all together, it's like actually pretty cool how I mean, it's made. There is great stuff in it. Like he, I feel like Coppola was homaging movies I'm not even familiar with, but a lot of like, like the Nosferatu. old shadow play. Yeah. Like there were little spooks and like kind of old style homages it seemed like he was going for yeah, like, which mm-hmm. might have slowed it down and made it like seem like paying pre-homage to Queen of the Damned <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kind of. I don't know how he did it but I this have th- seen Interview with the Vampire though yeah. that is, is my great. favorite gay porno where he like cuts himself shaving yeah. and licks like, a little bit of the blood that for you yeah. it's so creepy <laughs> drinks. yeah but no. yeah then there's special effects and then like, that chick bangs a remember her friend the werewolf her friend the bangs a person until she, she pops eventually. God, so fucking horny. Looks like the emperor. <laughs> That's the other thing, I guess. I think I want to say I've seen I saw Dracula dead and loving it at a young age too. But And then also once bitten, vampires just always sexy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think that's part of it, right? Yeah. This, this, they, they seduce, right? Because the blood tastes sweeter when it's when it is offered willingly. So it's always just heaving bosoms. Yeah. yeah. Everything's well, <laughs> heaving, heaving. And a lot of Dracula uh, stories are Dracula trying to get his lost love back. Mm-hmm. However it is that he lost her, she's yeah. reborn in modern times. And at a mall. He want you know, I think he instead of just conquering her, <laughs> her and station. taking her, he he gets more out of letting her love him back. Because again, it's about him being so alone. Well, he's a, he has the gift I that mean, everyone dreams yeah. of of never having to die, mm-hmm. except it's a curse because he has to do it alone. Oh, that's, that's, that's me. I mean, that comes into play in Thirst as well. It does, yeah. Um, but like Adam, you said, like in Castlevania, Dracula's origin in that, like it's it that makes a, that character all the more better. Yeah, when I you thought see. that was that was a bit better. Where this woman shows up, she's like. You ain't so bad. He's like, yeah. I'm not so bad. <laughs> yeah. And then the town goes, kill her. Yeah, he's like, oh, but I'm a friendly vampire. Yeah. And then he's like, wait, you killed her? Fuck you. Yeah, fuck and he's, you like, all. And he's like, a curse on your land for a thousand. You're like, do your best, Dracula. Oh, crap. He's doing it. <laughs> 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 um, he's, he's terrible. He's got powers. Yeah. I'll say this, though. I think Dracula kind of has is dealing with that phase that pirates dealt with for a really long time. I think some actor... And writer has to come along and figure out a new take on it, kind of like Johnny Depp did with 
Jack, Jack Sparrow. Because yeah. everyone is still kind of doing vampires as portrayed by Boris Karloff, right? Like yeah. German expressionists. Well, wait, that was Frankenstein. You're thinking oh, sorry, of, uh, um, the other one. The one from Ed Wood. Oh. Bella Lugosi. Sorry. Yeah. Um, and so everyone's basically been doing that version of Dracula for... Again, like does that just speak to years. how iconic it well, was? Well, no, though. because that's the same thing that happened with pirates. Is that the dude Shit. from Treasure Island came in and he basically pirates were never Yarmady, and still he mm. started doing Yarmady, and then everyone's like, "Oh, that's pirates." They need so some, you, there is room. You for think like to Irish out. Dracula or what? <laughs> I think Colin Farrell as a sexy Dracula that moves in next door is probably the ideal situation. I, I think Eurotrash. Blade Trinity it's vampire, <laughs> uh, big big uh, beefcake from yeah. Prison Break. Or that's that's my Dracula. What yeah. about like Hollywood movie mogul Dracula, mm. Harvey Weinstein style? Oh, that makes more sense. Let me remind you that <laughs> Lestat the vampire did survive into the modern age when he drank the blood of Christian Slater <laughs> at the end of Interview with the Vampire. Except he's still wearing clothes from the 18th century. <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> that was the best part. He's like, I was hiding until the story was told. Ah! Well, I, like, I do, I do love. At the, I do love he? Interview with the Vampire. For the record, it's the best. I love yeah, that movie. It's a good movie. I own it on VHS, DVD. And laser disc. Navy laser disc. Um, but my one of my favorite parts is when Louis goes to see Lestat after all those years in modern New Orleans, mm-hmm. and uh, and then he goes to the old house and he's just Tom Cruise just sitting there all yeah. withered away. Mm-hmm. And then at one point a helicopter goes by and he's like, ah! And I'm like, this is, this is the only helicopter that's ever gone by. Like, like what are you doing in here? Uh, so um. that that's the character that went on to be in Queen of the Damned, right? Lestat, yeah. yeah. Lestat is uh, Anne Flame. Rice's yeah. uh, fuck toy. Sexy. Gotcha. She just wants to bang him so hard. Played by a young Stuart Townsend who went on to not play Aragon in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Fun fact, I had a dog growing up, and his name was Lestat. I named him. Oh, yeah. And that I was dog supposed was to have, supposed to have two dogs, and I was going to name them Louie and Lestat, but I didn't. Lestat because was I'm not very lazy. Man. What? He's very lazy. Lestat well, he was seemed very possessed protective. by some he sort of very, evil. He had, he had his shtick. Which was, I'm going to lie around and don't get in my <laughs> way. I'll everyone. growl at you. Mostly strangers <laughs> like Dan who come around. There's, yeah. Some, yeah. there's some wonderful, lovely and terrible acting in Interview with the Vampire. Mostly from Tom Cruise. There's a good moment when he's like, I won't drink this blood. And it's like, what are yeah. you doing? He's like, I love women. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Tom. <laughs> Girls are nice. And they're like, okay, so you need to, you need to suck the neck of Brad Pace. You got it. <laughs> I'm in there. Ugh. Um. Jamesy. Yeah. What uh, what movie did you want to talk well, about? Well, at least mentioned it earlier, featured. so it's no surprise coming from me that my movie <sighs> is Monster Squad. <laughs> um, <laughs> the remake or Damn. the original? The, I'm just kidding. There was a cartoon, right? No, there no. I, I assume there would be. That no. seems like something they're, they're untapped. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to make the remake of Monster Squad. That's cool. um, no, I'm going to go. What we do in the shadows. Good movie. This was fun. Um, because if we're covering all the bases, Korean vampires, '80s vampires, and New uh, art art vampires, oh. I want to go New Zealand comedy vampires. <laughs> <laughs> um, this movie Logical it came progression. out a couple years ago. It's directed by Taika Waititi, written by Taika and Jermaine Clement off of a short that they had done a few years prior. Basically, it's a mockumentary about a bunch of vampires that live in a house in Wellington. I believe so. Right? Auckland? Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah. New Zealand. And uh, it's genuinely hilarious. 
Absolutely. It's maybe one of the best mockumentary movies ever made. <laughs> mm-hmm. The stills um, are so good. It has the <laughs> it has the one of the best things that a mockumentary can, which is uh, it feels like a documentary, which is informing you about the subject matter of like the world. So you learn about vampires and you learn about like their vampire culture and what makes what makes their lives the way they are. Like a good documentary, but it also has kind of a through narrative, which is them dealing with their personal issues all these people living in a house together and they each have like an individual storyline and what happens when a new vampire is brought into the fold. So there's like, they're very old. They're hundreds of years old. Some of them even more than that. And then they bring in this new guy who's just like a regular modern New Zealand dude in his Mm twenties and how that throws off the house dynamic of everything. Um, you also have like a Nosferatu. Pita. Pita. Oh, sweet Pita. 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 I love have P- to do the dishes. Yeah. Peter's my favorite. <laughs> sweet Pita. Yeah. He's barely in the movie, though. This ancient vampire that lives in the va- he's, basement. He's in the movie more than they had originally intended because it costs so much to put him in that makeup. <laughs> oh, really? But this movie is like so much Im- so much improv, too. Because yeah. like I was reading that they they recorded like over a hundred hours worth of footage mm-hmm. and somehow had to boil Jesus that down into Christ. 90 minutes or two hours or whatever. Well, they even they introduce a character later in the movie, which I, I had read up was it was never intended for him. Yeah. To, it's like, isn't he like a camera? He's like a friend of the new guy. Oh, Stu? I think Stu. Yeah. He He's was not an actor. Yeah. yeah. He wasn't yeah. intended to be in the movie as much as he was. <laughs> and they so didn't the let him learn guy. any of his lines. They wanted <laughs> yeah. him to seem like a deer in headlights. <laughs> yeah. So they wouldn't show yeah. him any of the script. And then they just make, say <laughs> I this. I don't think they showed anybody any of the script. <laughs> but yeah. like there Stu, might not have been Stu becomes this whole, like the emotional. He's like this. He's like a film. piece of wood. He's like this yeah. completely boring person, but they all love Stu. Yeah. And he's like their new best friend or whatever. But he's human, so they're like, nobody bites Stu. Yeah. It, the Beast is one of my favorite things. Yeah. The Beast. Ba- they, battle the Beast. They obviously come with a lot of baggage because they're so old, and yeah. it's fun watching them sort through that baggage and then also try and live in a modern world. Part of the. The thing is, the inciting incident is when a new younger vampire comes in. They they can't just hide like Lestat from helicopters mm-hmm. anymore. They have to kind of find a way to better integrate with the modern world, and that's that's what most of the movie is about. Yeah. Um, but but it's it's incredible. It just takes I mean, the weight out of the vampire. And it, it does really like hit all the like Taika Waititi's character, his relationship with that woman who's mm-hmm. now since aged, but yeah, he yeah. still like loves her. It's it's kind of it's sweet. Yeah, yeah. And they kind of hit all these different vampire tropes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In in so many different ways. Like like he's kind of like the sexy like he's I think he calls himself Vlad the Poker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that, he's supposed to be the sexy there's vampire. There's a super throwaway line where they're using Facebook. I usually hate these kind of jokes, but they're like, yeah, you could like message her, friend her, poker. And he, he just gives him a look. Yeah. And it's like it's such a throwaway thing, but it's Yeah. I don't know. It it's funnier. It's if you like the Flight of the Concords guys, then I think it's it's a movie Which that's actually, gonna it'll be up your, your alley. Speaking of, there's a Flight of the Concords special this Sunday. Yeah. HBO, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um but yeah, Did so you watch this it? it hasn't come out yet. Oh. This this it's movie's great. It de- it also showcases a a bigger supernatural world out there, which they've talked about spinning off into, which is really nice. Werewolves. Yeah. Yeah. We are are wolves. James and I watched some of Wellington Paranormal. Mm -hmm. It's good. It's fun. Yeah. Like Monster of the Week stuff. Yeah. But this this movie is hilarious and great, and it's <laughs> one of the best mockumentaries I I can think of. It, the, I love the, the Beast. Well, the the one part I really like <laughs> they talk about they showed it earlier in this trailer, but uh, 
when they're talking about how they can't they can't use mirrors, so they have to draw each other of what they look like. <laughs> yeah, when yeah, yeah. Some shitty little child drawing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you see, they show a plot shot, but they have like a coat hanger with all of the clothes, and they're like, "This is what you would look like walking around dressed like this." Yeah, I love when they're traipsing around yeah, in their clothes, trying to get into clubs, they and they have to oh, so they spun off those in. cops. They, yeah. they, they, the club. uh, they have to get invited into the clubs. Oh yeah, they keep asking, "Can we come in?" They're like, "No, man." Yeah, not with those clothes. Yeah, like mm-hmm. I, it just hits every single trope in such a funny way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it was a good. It's a good way of modernizing vampires, but then kind of also poking it at fun how a modern vampire wouldn't really work. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's all the logistical stuff too, like with the werewolves, like their clothes are gonna tear off, uh-huh. so they all have to have like replacement jeans hidden yeah, <laughs> yeah. everywhere. <laughs> Spandex. It's great. Anyway, go watch it. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, go watch all these movies actually. Also Monster too. Squad, because <laughs> it's got all the monsters <laughs> in it. Wolfman's got hurts. Yep, that's the- Uncle Rico from Napoleon Dynamite. Are you kidding me, really? It is. Go watch Napoleon Dynamite again. Um, oh. so there's another vampire movie I'd like to talk about because uh, uh, the Bram Stoker's Dracula was a movie I was into when I was like a child. Mm-hmm. But the next movie that kind of blew me away when I was in college, when I was getting into filmmaking, was Shadow of the Vampire. Mm-hmm. This is about so uh, good. F.W. Murnau making – it's like a metafictional take on him making Nosferatu because mm-hmm. whoever – the family of Bram Stoker wouldn't sell him the rights to Dracula. So he's like, I'm just going to make Nosferatu. Um, But it's kind of a, it's a movie about making movies. So there's a lot of in jokes about making movies, but then Willem Dafoe plays Count Orlock and he's just like mesmerizing. He, he plays like an animal essentially. Well, because they find this dude who like, well, He's yeah, basically a vampire. As, they cast him yeah. in secret, so they didn't yeah. let, let on where they found him yeah. from, but they found him in a hole in a castle. But, the, yeah, the premise <laughs> is that he is a vampire. Yeah. They well, went to make a movie about a vampire, so they basically they, found they one. But the actor, the rest of the crew and actors don't know... That he's a vampire. Well, well, they said he was, some trouble. Yeah, they said he was using like the Eisenstein method acting, mm-hmm. so he would only show up in makeup and would always act like yeah. he was playing Count Orlock. This was my first experience where I was like, be, really, truly became aware of Willem Dafoe when he's, I saw this. He's so fucking good in this. It's mm-hmm. great. He's got little ticks, little things. Like he clicks his fingernails together, and it's he, terrifying. He's super creepy. So um, is uh, John Malkovich. Well, yeah, he he also plays a monster in a way. Yeah, like he's manipulating people to get what he wants like he's essentially sacrificing people to this vampire to get a movie on screen mm-hmm. <laughs> and it, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I want that reaction gift yeah <laughs> it's so good because like he's shouting at him about what he wants him to do and he just doesn't give a shit yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. it's so great I think produced by the great Nicolas Cage okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it, it was well he's obsessed with those like old uh, German films he also there is a uh, a movie I haven't seen it I, I was doing some research on other vampire movies but uh, I think Vampire's Kiss is one where Nicolas Cage in his most 90s weird thinks he was bit by a vampire and oh, starts yeah. acting like a vampire and he's like where's my reflection man and he's like looking in the mirror but he's there that's uh, there's very silly and uh, an episode of Dark Vampire Tourist Kiss. where he goes to New Orleans to this house where apparently like all these vampire vampires live uh-huh. and it's pretty interesting it's like human people who drink blood from one another and Ugh. do all these rituals and stuff and David Farrier's just like okay and he's like but you know you're not vampires <laughs> <laughs> I mean they know they just yeah. pretend to not know mm-hmm. I don't know like, I, mean, I know that I am not Cloud from Final Fantasy 7 
but um, I pretend to not. Got know. a question for everyone? Oh, yeah. sorry. Go oh ahead. no, no, go ahead. I, I do have one honorable mention. Me too. It'll oh, blow okay. your mind. Go, go ahead. Uh, a little film called Ultraviolet. Ooh. Oh, okay. The, because halfway through you okay. go, oh fuck, this movie's about vampires. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Same guy made Equilibrium. Movie's mm-hmm. trash. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also have a little shout out. Daybreakers. Oh, actually, <laughs> so I had Daybreakers on my list too, but mm-hmm. only for Willem Dafoe's jeans. Yes. Well, <laughs> I will say that there's more to the movie. The, it's, it's an interesting premise. concept. Great premise. What? In the vampires, future, everyone's a vampire? In the future, vampires are the norm. Yeah, they're but, the general population. But now, since they're the norm, they're starving. And so they've created this weird night utopia with their super vampire brains and stuff. <laughs> but they're also all starving because there's not any blood left, and there's a few human cattle out there. Um, and this one vampire ends up discovering that the only way to survive is to figure out how to become not a vampire. So there's like a bunch of humans that he aligns. Uh, it's just, it's it's wonky, and Willem Dafoe is in it as well, who plays this super cool tough guy who drives a muscle car, who <laughs> used to be a vampire but somehow became human again. And he rolls up the bottoms of his jeans to show how tough he is. And I'll never, I'll never forget... <laughs> just seeing that and seeing him like whatever smoking a cigarette talking ta- on his muscle car and then yeah I don't know it's it's, it's fine it's e- schlock Ethan Hawke is rarely in a bad movie <laughs> in my opinion uh, especially so like he always picks interesting projects which I just thought was weird so like this or like The Purge mm-hmm. why is Ethan Hawke in The Purge I don't know <laughs> but oh yeah there's a little bring jeans. him over um, but much like uh, that's what a tough guy does <laughs> yeah, look at his look at his jeans there I say, like Colin Farrell or uh, <laughs> what's his name, jo- Joshua Hartnett. I uh, you can call him Josh. I call, okay. him, I call him Joshua. All We're right. cool like that. Uh, I have a, I definitely have a man crush. What is that giant video ad mm, on? No, the, they're covering oh. the pants. Yeah, I know. I know. It's the most important part. How There's no X. Go away. <laughs> nope. You gotta, you gotta buy that Voodoo AI. <laughs> Go to a copy there. there. Okay. Make that a wallpaper. That's the (laughs) toughest guy in the movie right there. I mean, those pants are like a foot too tall for him. He looks like a scared dog. Anyway. And Ethan Hawke doesn't look like a vampire there. No, because this this is is after. after? This must have been after his reverse transformation. Oh, spoiler. I don't remember the end of this movie because once it gets into that bullshit, it's not interesting anymore. I was going to ask everyone, would you become a vampire if the choice of... I would. Absolutely. Well, you love the sun, though. Yeah. You yeah. can't go to the beach. Uh-oh. Do you think about this? Or you didn't think about this. You or, already said, you said, yes, Tom Cruise, well, I will drink your <laughs> blood. <laughs> yeah, I've done Yeah, it. wait, you're going to be, you talking Daybreakers Vampire or are you talking Twilight Vampire? Daybreakers. Like, okay, because Twilight Vampire, oh. bullshit. Yeah, that's horseshit. Because they're like, we can go in the sun, but it makes our skin shine. Yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> the dumbest shit what? in the world. Yeah. It's um, like the writer, the, whatever, what's her face, Stephanie Meyer was mm-hmm. like, it's like, oh, but there's a problem with this. Mm-hmm. A vampire wouldn't go to school. Because they die in the sun, and school takes place during the day. Oh, wait, I don't care. I'm a shitty author. Yeah, and then she like, rips one and smells her own fart. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Anyway. Um, my, my little shout-out would be to my first experience with a vampire that I remember was the book Banicula. Didn't you guys think uh, Banicula? Yeah. I, I own Banicula. Oh. I would have brought it in if I knew. Oh. I have it here. I have Banicula, and then I have Banicula Strikes Again. Yep. There was an old cartoon. I couldn't find any clips on YouTube so of it. There's a trailer for Little Vampire. <laughs> the, can you bring Sorry. up Banicula? Uh, the kid from 
<laughs> so Panicula is also yeah. related to like the Holiday Inn books. See, they did some shitty cartoon. No, we don't want that. This is what you I need. Yeah, yeah, you need that's, that. That's what this I have. Oh, God, I do remember. There's, there's an he amazing sucks, sketch on one of the pages where Benicula, they, they're trying to kill Benicula, so the cat l- reads that you have to drive a stake through the bunny. Oh, my God. So the cat gets, like, a meat stake, lays <laughs> it on top of the bunny, and then there's a great piece of art of the cat with its fist raised mm-hmm. about to, like, <laughs> yeah. drive the stake through the rabbit. But, yeah, yeah I, I would have brought it if I knew. Um, well... Next time. Next Good shout out, though. Anyway, most um, vampires are shit. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think Dracula's broken. I want someone to make a good Dracula movie. How do we fix Dracula? James, pitch me a Dracula. Uh, Dracula is this sexy, hot Eastern European guy. <laughs> when he comes back uh, to life, he's got, for some reason, like a bulletproof vest on or something <laughs> and a lot of chains around his neck, and he wants to go clubbing. I can't believe no one brought up Lost Boys. That was on my. Yeah, we I talked mentioned about it. About it. But we, I, we, I don't know how much. I can't spend all fucking day talking about yeah, vampires. We could talk about vampires forever. I guess. Greasy sax guy. Okay, Lost yeah. Boys was like my fucking shit growing up. Also, super eighties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is wonderful. It's awesome. Now. Remember when he's like, "You're eating maggots," and he's like, "Nah, it's ramen." There's something about <laughs> an eighties vampire that just the hair and the leather. The, the, the problem. My we don't have to talk about it, but. Everyone sucks in Lost Boys except for Kiefer Sutherland, yeah. who's awesome. And then all his other vampires yeah. have, I think, Alex Winters in it. And all he does is go, ah, 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 ah. Yeah. They're like, Did, should we give him a line? They're like, nah. He's, he's in Bill and Ted. He sucks. <laughs> anyway. Right on. So Halloween vampires. There you go. Um, thanks for tuning in this week, guys. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll come up with some other spooky Halloween stuff for next week. What do you mean? Week. Why not Venom? Well... Yeah, we're, we're, we're probably going to do. We should have done Venom this week. You guys went to Canada. We couldn't do Venom. But if it's we had your done, fault. if we had no. done Venom this week, then people wouldn't have been able to watch because no one would have gone to see Venom. Venom wasn't out oh. while we were in Canada. I'm just messing with you guys. We'll, we will watch Venom. We can talk about uh, Tom Hardy. Next I don't think. Week. I don't think it needs to be timely. I think we we watch it. We get some time to think about it. We write our thoughts, hey, you know our prayers. I think we meet here a year from now. Talk about Venom. <laughs> be Let dead. it settle I've got for a, thing. a bit. Joel Schumacher. Venom Two will be out by then. Um, Dusk Till Dawn. Another I was going to bring movie. that up, yeah. too. Damn. There's too many good ones. I wouldn't call From Dusk Till Dawn a vampire it movie. Is. Throw that one out there. It becomes one exactly. about Same half an thirst. hour into it. It's a, it's, a, it's a movie in two parts. That's or, why it's so interesting. Well, yeah, that's, maybe that's how you make them interesting. Kate Beckinsale right. looks good in that hot leather, though. But, in Underworld? Yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing. You want to date Kate Beckinsale? Be in a movie with her. <laughs> <laughs> Direct movie with her. Or, no, she was with Scott Speedman. And then she was with Martin Sheen or Michael no, Sheen. She, her husband was a director as well. I her know. Old husband. She went through all of them. Just be like, like she's going to move on to the extra soon. Uh-oh. You watch. <laughs> you get yours. All right, guys. See you next week for some Venom. <laughs> <Right>. Bye. Bye. <laughs>